Welcome ladies to the Sasha Eburn podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with an unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. Welcome to yet another thrilling edition of the Sasha Eben Show, where we explore a dynamic realm of online entrepreneurship and I introduce you to remarkable individuals who are leaving their mark in their chosen domain. Today, I'm so excited to introduce an amazing woman who is a mindset and marketing coach, Katie Hoken. She is a mindset and marketing coach, the marketing director of EAWTC and the creator of Evolve. She says yay a lot, which is highly contagious. She has helped hundreds of people with strategy, systems, selling, and support that they need in their thriving coaching business. She is a high-vibing bringer of inspiration and information on a mission to help thousands be inspiring and make an impact and live in abundance. She is a mum and she rocks the business life with her family. She is obsessed with personal development and she loves plants. Welcome to the Sasha Even Show, Katie. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited because we've talked a lot in the show about NLP and my journey into the coaching space and that would not have happened without Katie. So it's only only fitting (laughs) that Katie comes on the show to share her expertise and Katie has also come from the hotel space and many years ago we did actually meet in the hotel industry, which has then morphed into where we are now. So that brings me to my first question. And I would love for you to share with everybody how you went from working in hotels to becoming a marketing and business strategist and a coach. What inspired you to make the shift? So it wasn't, it was really interesting how it all happened. So I was working in hotels. I was over in Perth when I first was Mm -hmm. in, I was working um, for a hotel group over there. And I'd always had a growl in my belly. Like, you know, mm. that little growl, it sits, it sits on probably a podcast. You can't see me, but that top of your belly, the sacral area. And it was just this little niggle, a little niggle. I call it a little growl. And I mm. think uh, you probably have it too. Mm. And a lot of people listening to this show. And it's like that little niggle that there's got to be more. There's, there's something else to this. And the thing for me was flexibility of time. To be able to, so as you know, we both worked in hotels. The offices over in Perth were in the middle of the building. And I used to get so upset that I could go the whole day without seeing daylight because, yeah, yeah, the offices are up the middle of the building, right? So just all of these things kept building up, building up. And I was like, I just want to do my own thing. I really want to do my my own thing. And it's the little things like being able to go to the hairdressers Mm -hmm. on I went there a Thursday instead of the Saturday. Like I didn't have the big, I want to make a million dollars. That that's, it's never been my driver. It it, it was always just like, I want the time flexibility to be able to do my own things and work from wherever I want to work. That was my driver. So I, yeah, I ended up handing in my resignation and leaving the hotels. Now the journey from hotels to coaching didn't happen straight away. Mm. It was, I was doing lots in the hotels and I left and I did all sorts of things. Like that's a whole nother story. I did all sorts of things. And then I ended up niching back into hotels and I was kind of like a consultant, Mm. I guess you could say. So then I was servicing hotels, but I was working my own hours. I was my own boss. I could do what I wanted. I was charging probably like three times the amount. I was earning double than what I was getting paid in my corporate role, which was really great. That was really fantastic. And then in a two-week period, I lost all my clients when the big C hit. Yes. Yeah. It's a story we all know far too well in hotels. So, and the hotels really got hit. Mm. Yeah. They, as you would know, every industry got hit. I I appreciate that. And in, in particular, hospitality, hotels, 
So what's the first thing people do? They pull their marketing budgets. And yeah. also what's the point of marketing? You, you weren't allowed to have anyone stay mm-hmm. in the hotel, right? Yep. So I went from hero to zero really, really quickly. And during that transition time, because, oh, my gosh, do you remember? I was like, oh, this is just a couple of weeks. This is, this is, <laughs> did you do the same thing? We'll be fine. I mean, we we were, you know, very much like marketing. The the first team to you, you're out because I was yes, sales director, so like, we're not selling anymore. And the call came at such a shock, and I was just like, oh, it was only a couple of weeks before I was supposed to go to the US, and I'm like, I'm still going, and people are like, you're not going, and I'm no, like, no, not. no, we're still going. Of course, we didn't go. So no. yeah, it was very much. Oh, we'll be fine. We'll be back at work in a couple of months. Yeah. Oh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Six- Six weeks max. <laughs> anyway, so during that time, I, I did some things and I, I just lived off the government, those government payments we were getting and I had some savings because my business done so well, which was really, really great. And every time, oh, I was I was confused soul during that time. Yeah. During that time, <laughs> I enrolled in a life coaching course, right? Because every time I visualized the future, I thought I would if I was like made it in hotel land, mm, I was yep. known, I was earning like lots of money, uh, all these, you know, the industry events that we used to go to, yep, like all of I was one of the key people there, you know. And yet when I actually sat with myself and did my visualization practices and my meditation and asked myself what I really wanted, it was mm, never that. And yep. so I had this pull and this is what like it's so important when we're talking about mindset between what I think I wanted versus what I actually feel that I wanted. And it's the thinking and the feeling and the logic of, but this is what I know. This is what I can do. I've Mm. already made it work. I'll just wait for this thing to be over and I can make it work again. Yet this other thing was like, no, 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 no. There's got to be something else. It's like you're coaching or something. And I was like, coaching? Like, oh, I know I really, like, I want to get into something. I've always wanted to work in an industry that helped on some level. And I used to convince myself in the hotels that I was helping you people helping. have holidays, right? Helping people have holidays. I could totally relate. <laughs> helping. So, yeah, the transition was was just gradual. I did a life coaching course and then I found Elizabeth Ann Walker and then started doing a bit of work for her. Then I did her NLP course and then that's when I realised I could smoosh the two together. Mm. I could put mindset and marketing and I could put them together and I could help people because I truly believe that so much, so many people don't have what they want or are they not where they want to be, especially women in business because of their mindset, not necessarily strategy. Mm-hmm. It's the mindset of fear of what other people think of me. Fear of judgment, fear enough. of success, fear of judgment, fear of success. All of those, they're huge, right? They're huge when we start tapping into them. So that's how we went from there to there. I love it. It's fun. There's fun a few story. Things, few things in there that I learned, which is great. So I guess it brings us to your time now in EAWC. And before we get into exactly what you do in that business, yeah, a story that I love and I would love for you to share with our audience, because when we talk about consistency in our business, we also talk about being determined and tenacity and really showing up to take the action to get to the results that you're looking for. So I'd love for you to fill me in on how you actually came about working at EAWTC and oh. how your tenacity and determination shone through and what that looked like to where yeah. you are now. Cause I think that's a greater story. So I've always in both, I've done a few things and the two things that were mostly successful was from connecting to other people and helping them so they helped me bring me up, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So even in the hotel world, I had one particular individual who I found on LinkedIn and they were the key to my mm-hmm. getting in there, getting known. And, you know, when I was doing a couple of the speaking things and I was doing a couple yeah. of the workshops, yeah, that was from one individual. And so when I went into the coaching realm, I was like, oh, God, like I know nothing really about this industry mm-hmm. other than I've done a life coaching course. I need to get around the right people. So whatever it is that you're wanting to do, like it doesn't matter, you know, you're mostly VAs and people in business. It it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to learn to play tennis properly, like if you want to be a millionaire, go and hang out with millionaires. And so 
you have to, like, if I could go back and tell myself younger, it would be get around the right people sooner. And I was on Gold Coast Girls in Business and Mm. I saw a post from Elizabeth Ann Walker and I started looking at the style of post that she was doing and I thought, oh, wow, this woman is very interesting. She's a little bit, she's fiery, she's direct, she says what's on her heart, she talks about money, she talks about business, she talks about helping people, she talks about making an impact. And I thought, this is this is who I need to hang around with. Like yeah. she's got a multi, she's got a million dollar business. She's talking all the right lingo. I need to figure out how I can get around this woman. Mm. So I started messaging her with not much success. And during COVID, actually, she was offering free calls. Yes. And I found an old banner from like that she posted in like I went stalking, right? To the depths of <laughs> to the depths of the social media. And I messaged her and I said, oh, I know I know. a fair few months ago you were offering free calls. Are you still offering them? And she's like, yeah, babe. And we all oh, just tried to book in a time. And and she seemed quite, uh, what's the word, like dismissive of me? Like, like, yeah, babe, like book it in. And then I booked it in and then she had to cancel it. Oh, and, dear. <laughs> yeah, like just honestly, like like she is such an amazing, she's just busy. So yeah. and So I was like, okay. So that didn't work. And she wasn't offering the free calls anymore. And so I started like liking her stories and I started following her on Instagram and I started leaving comments and stuff like that. I wasn't really getting her attention. And I'd reply to the stories like, you know, I love this. And she'd be like, thanks, babe. And not really kind of (laughs) really get back to me. And then I remember one night I was like, fuck, I, I need to be direct. I need to actually ask for what I want here. I can't just be fleeting around and hoping that this woman notices me. I've given her nothing to notice. Like yeah. if you want, if you want people to notice you, give them a reason to notice you. Exactly. And so I, I came in hard with a direct something along the lines of, Hey, your online website is pretty awful. I'm actually really <laughs> good at building digital websites and ecosystems. Can I help you? And I finally got her attention. And I think the reason why you love this story and a lot of people do is that whole process took six months. Yeah. About, and the call out to people is if you message someone and they don't reply, that doesn't mean a no. Like just keep, I messaged Liz for nearly six months just to be like, and it wasn't every day. Like I wasn't being ridiculous. And it was the moment when I was like, wait, where's the win-win in this? What can Mm. I do for her? And what can she do for me? Because normally if you're reaching out to someone who's up above you, if that's the right words, like a higher, let's say, impact or someone you want to hang around, yeah. what's the win-win? Like yeah. why, you know, you oh, give them? me give me your free time. Let me pick your brain. Like, no, you, you don't leave with stuff like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. how that ended up happening. I love it. And I think it, it goes to show that business is the long game and – you're right. If people don't just get back to you, it's not, it's not a no, that door is not closed. And it's just about showing up where they're showing up. If you are that determined to work with them and they, you know, that they're your person is yeah. just keep on showing up and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You get noticed eventually. Yep. And you did. And how has life changed and what sort of other than coaching, we can talk about that as well. What sort of shifts in marketing and strategies have you now implemented in EAWTC? So what's really great about EAWTC was they were a million-dollar business before they even hired marketing. Now, Liz is a bit of a unicorn, as you know, right? So I'm always cautious when I'm – she's a bit of a unicorn, and she went all in. She she has a very, very unique way of, of working. And can everyone build up to a million-dollar business without having any support? I'm unsure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like even you're going, yeah. Uh, and, and as much as I say, everyone can do everything. Liz, Liz is a, if you're not following her, you can go and follow her. She's she a very good character. She is, yeah, next level in terms of energy. So she went, she just went all in crazy, all in on a business and her, and her and Simon had a million dollar business before they even considered looking at me. Mm. So with that was a lot of mess in the back end and 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 what goes to show is you can you she couldn't have gone much further than that without having systems implemented so yeah there were some things there but it was pretty it was just kind of put together like Simon did the back end stuff and Mm. it was okay but I mean it was only to a certain level so I pretty much came in and just 
just rebuilt everything for them, like a whole digital ecosystem. Like we got a CRM platform properly set up. We we got our email automations properly set up, our nurture sequences, um, how we're doing payments, like how we, there was a massive, massive focus on the existing base of customers mm-hmm. and how are we nurturing them and making sure we've got all the touch points prior to the training and also after the training. So that job in itself was huge. The website that they had was just a couple of random landing pages with just some dot points on it, which has worked. It worked, right? But to go to that next level, it was about implementing proper learning page, sales page for all the different trainings and all of that. And we're actually at a point now, actually, like I think I can talk about this, but yeah, oh, well, too bad if I can't. We're (laughs) transitioning again. We're about to level up again. We're we're, we're getting new branding where, you know, we're about to kind of go up again. And that's another thing. So I've been, I've been the marketing director there for over two years now. And the, the, we've only just got a brand mood board and guidelines the other week. Like it's, it's so exactly. backwards yeah. what we do. And it's so great. People go, can you please send through your brand guidelines? I'm like, we don't <laughs> like have what? any. <laughs> I love it. Build a business on love. So yeah, it's been a journey and implementing lots of things and also supporting a bigger team. Like, yes, it's all about Liz, but there's so mm. much support that actually goes out to the other departments. Like we've got the women's space, we've got vibrational medicine, quantum healing, like there's so many different things that, that happen. So keeps me full. Sure does. And I think what I love about it is for such a large scale business, the team is actually considerably compared to a lot of other businesses quite small. And would yeah. you say that a lot of that is because of the online marketing strategies that have been implemented in the systems in the back end? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's an element of that. So we're we're very much a people business. And yeah. so when we go into like when we're having trainings and stuff like that, like we have assistants that come in and assist to help the team seem better. But in terms of kind of like the ascension model is key. Yeah. So having your hero offer and leading with that. So when you, when you're thinking about what are we doing in the marketing space, we lead with the prac, right? Where the, the bulk of the money comes in is actually the ascension model. So what happens behind the scenes? What are people ascending into? Yeah. Once they've done that hero product and we talk about that, like I talk about that all the time in sales, like what's your hero product? And then because once people buy a few once, then they're more likely to buy again. So because of that, it means we can have quite a lean team because we're not doing like, yes, we are doing a lot on the front end, but it's all systems go on that one big training, which is the one you did, right? Yeah. And then it's about how do we ascend people once they're already in and that's where the value comes in like that's where that's where we get really high average spend per customer yeah definitely and I think that's mapping across that to the VA space and people jumping in is we do talk about in the academy it's really about well what is the one thing that you want to be known for what are you the expert in and what can people recommend you as? And then once you're there in your business and your atmosphere, then that's why we talk about bringing in additional services or hiring skills, skills gaps or white labels to kind of support the ever-revolving growth of your client. And that's very much the same there. You you go in and you learn one thing, but, you know, once you really see how amazing the coaching is, you do kind of be like, well, what else can I do? And I think it's it's very much the same as well. So, yeah, definitely leading with that one core offer to be known for that too. And it's a big thing as well. Like, I'm not sure if you come across it with your clients. I definitely do come across it with like, so I'm working, you're working with VAs, I'm working with coaches. So I coach coaches. It's so weird. Coach for coaches. (laughs) Coaches still need coaches. Coaches still need coaches. (laughs) And one of the biggest things that I get is I tell people to niche down because then it helps you become known for something. Mm. So exactly like what you were just talking about then. And I find people are really resistant. They are. And I just want to tap into that for a second because I think you and I are on the same page Mm -hmm. with, and I say it to people, imagine you've had a baby or you're getting married or there's some kind of like a a big event like that happening and you're on Insta. Are you going to hire a generalist photographer Mm. for your wedding or are you going to hire a wedding photographer? Yeah. 
Great metaphor. I, yeah. If your if your tap is leaking, are you going to get that handyman from around the corner to come and fix it, or are you going to call the plumber? And it works in every other industry, but then for some reason, when we get to the service based injury mm. industry, people flip flip the fuck out. Yeah. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? And they Not don't really. want a niche from fear, from fear that they're, but I want to help everyone. And I'm like, yeah, same. I want to help everyone too. Mm. But if you, if you are not prepared to become known for something in particular, like especially VAs, they would be so skilled, right? In so Mm. many different areas. So then I would say, well, what do you love the most? Oh, I really love copywriting. Okay, cool. Do that then, like that's your becoming known for. And then when people start working with you and then they find out you can also do bookkeeping, exactly. design, yeah. automations, like, you, and then they go, oh, wow, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? But it's that, it's that first piece. I honestly feel like it's a bit of a problem right now. Yeah. And I think the actual problem is that people think or believe that when you talk about niching, it's about a specific industry. So it's actually more about the skill set. So yes, yeah. you, your niche is coaches. My niche is VAs. However, all of the VAs that I coach are also VAs of different, like they have different niches and different skill sets. So even the people that you're coaching, they're not all life coaches. They're not all business yeah. coaches. It's a coach. So your skill set is coaching. So, and I think it's about a lot of people when they jump into the space, they're just like, oh, I have to be a VA for the beauty industry or I have to be a VA for the agricultural industry. It's not what we're saying because a lot of people sit in that space and then they don't move forward. It's about, well, what are your skills and your services that you want to yeah. be known for? Because if you talk about copywriting, copywriting can be for a few different industries. Yes, you'll find your favorites and kind of a niche yeah, in terms a- of industry will organically yeah. Form you'll find you you naturally exactly work for the industry that you love yeah yeah it's, yeah it's quite interesting so yeah I always like to highlight that because it's not about I only want to work in this particular industry yeah, yeah definitely yeah. let's talk about mindset because I know mindset is extremely important and we do talk about CEO mindset growth mindset on the podcast and in the coaching as well Yay. but I'd love for you to know why is it important in business as well as tell me about how it's important in life in general. Because it it, uh, it drives everything that you do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll stop the end. Straight to the point. Yeah, it it's that I heard this really good quote the other day, and it was like, "Your mind needs to be stronger than your emotions." Mm, and I thought, oh, I like that's that. a good one, because you often there's times where I don't feel like doing the content, I don't feel like doing the DMs, I don't feel like yeah this task today. I don't, uh, let's map it across to, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like going for a walk. And that's a combination of my emotions and mine, but you know, it's that feeling, oh, I just don't feel like doing it. I'm not in the mood. Whereas the mindset is the thing that will help you mm. get through it and do the thing. Right. And it's so important that your mindset is stronger in in mo- in some situations, not all situations, we need to be emotionally regulated as well, right? But it came it came apparent to me when I kind of probably didn't realize I had a pretty good mindset before mm. I even knew what it was. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've just started off doing a little bit of like self help, you know, reading some books, listening to some podcasts and stuff like that, and I out earned my corporate job and hit like six figures within the first year of that first bit. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I kind of noticed that a lot of people didn't, that didn't happen for them. Mm. And then I thought, well, what have I done differently? And the the aha moment on how important mindset is, was I, it's something I teach my clients to do is, is actually go and have Zooms, talk to people, do like do mm. old school surveys, like yeah. actually get out there and and talk to people. And when I was in that confused life of what the fuck am I doing, I sent out a survey to probably about 50 people that I knew. I probably sent one to you. Remember when I... I Yeah, yeah, I remember doing one, yeah. I did the survey and it was like, what are your fears? What are your frustrations? What are your dreams? What do you want? Yeah, I probably would have sent it to Mm. you. And I was just scoping what's going on out there. What are people... What are people doing? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? This is such a weird time of the world that we were in and what's going on. And it was in that moment, 
it was quite late. I think it was like a Tuesday night at 9.30. And I thought, oh, I haven't looked at my survey results. And I got in and I looked at the survey results. And so many women have these amazing dreams of financial freedom, Mm -hmm. providing for their family, Mm -hmm. being the breadwinner, having the flexibility to work home with their kids, like all of the things that we relate to. And yet all of the fears and the things keeping them stuck, Mm -hmm. none of it was tangible. It was all Mm mind-based. It was all fear of what other people will think of me, fear of judgment. I'm not experienced enough. Oh, I hear that every day. I'm not, ex- you would in the VA. I just don't know if I'm experienced enough. I just don't know if people like, would pay me for that. Yeah, I don't have experience in the VA industry. Nobody yeah. did when we started. No, yeah. And and so when I kind of looked at these results, I was like, holy shit. Like 80% of this work is mindset. Mm. Well, you can have the best funnel in the world. Even you, like you could literally build the best VA business for anyone or to, and you could tell them exactly what to do. Yeah. You and I, we both do it. We tell people exactly what to do. So what's, how come some people make it and some people don't? Yeah. To yeah. me, I believe that's where you come into self-worth, self-love, the inner work. And that, and yeah. so we call it mindset, but it, it's inner work, right? It's inner work, Yeah. And it's actually one element that I do love that I bring to my coaching as well, because it isn't just the marketing and the strategies and the business. It is the mindset as well. And we talk about that all the time because that was a biggest shift for me. And it's quite interesting that when we spoke, yes, we knew each other from before, but it was probably about the December before I went in and did the work we were talking and I was just like, oh, I don't need a coach. I just want the strategy. I just want the business to grow. And And then I circled back. And like I've said on the podcast before, I went in for business coaching and came out yeah. a totally different person and it changed, you know, the trajectory of my business and everything else. So it it really highlighted to me that, yes, it took me a good probably, you know, over half a year to actually realize that to have a successful business, you actually need to be a successful person and do the work and actually get rid of all of those limiting beliefs and overcome them as well. Yeah. And you see it all the time in those motivational videos, like, I, it's not about smarts. It's mm. like, have you, if you followed me on social media, I make spelling, I probably annoy the shit out of you, Sasha. I make spelling mistakes all the time. I think you've even I can't told see me, it. I, I know. think you told me about my spelling I get, mistakes. I gave up my months grammar, ago. <laughs> my spelling. And you know what? I used to be ashamed of that. And I used no, to be so embarrassed. Yeah. And I used to think it means like, I could never have a business. I can't even, yeah. I don't know what happened in school. And I'm not sure how I missed that bit. And I'm, I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better, but I still make a lot of mistakes. And words and grammar is not my thing. And I'm a, I'm a 35 year old woman and I still really struggle with words and articulation and, and writing. Like that's why I show up on video, right? It's a freaking love. It. I don't have to write words. And I used to make that mean something. Mm. Whereas, and then I'm just like, you know what? I freaking just own it now. Yeah, I just set it down on a podcast. I just like, 100% own it. It's irrelevant. Like, that's you. It's irrelevant. Like yep. I'm getting better. Yay. And do you know what the weirdest thing out of all of this is, Sasha? Tell me. So I'm really bad with words and I work for Australia's leading (laughs) linguistic. I know, right? I love it. We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build, grow and scale your VA biz to 30k plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VAWE Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success and build a thriving VA business, Head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. Talking about showing up online, because I've also learned that it is crucial in any business to show up online. Your people need to know who you are and what you do and why you're so great at what you do. What I hear all the time is the fear of judgment, fear of not good enough. And I'd love for you to give some advice for somebody starting off on their online journey and some really basic tips on how they can just show up online yeah 
So if you're talking from like a brain point of view, and I don't know the proper word, so you just have to deal with me here. Right. Is it the reticular activating? What is that? Yeah, that sounds good. The first bit. (laughs) That is the, that's the part of the brain. You know how if you go, oh, I'm looking for a red Mazda, then all of a sudden you'll see red Mazdas everywhere. Yes. It's the part of the brain that goes looking for the evidence for the thing that you're thinking. So, surprise, surprise, if you are thinking the thoughts of, oh, I'm go- oh it's going to be, what? It, like, what are some of the common things? Like, oh, it's embarrassing, I'm fear of what other people think of me, I'm not sure about posting this reel, I'm not sure about, oh, my God, going live. Yeah, going Whoa. live. Yeah. We cannot do that. That That is. So whatever the thought is, you're going to go looking for the evidence. So you'll keep, the loop just keeps repeating itself, right? So you have the thought, then you make the choices and you do the actions and it re, and it re, it refires. It just keeps going round and round. And lucky as humans, we have this thing called willpower and determination and grit and all of that sort of stuff. And so for men, it's highest in the morning. So for men, typically, mm. this is very, very typically in the morning, it's when the testosterone is high. So men have a 24 hour circle. So that's why if you're a male, it's like, yes, great. Do the hard thing in the morning. Yeah. And if you're a woman, we have a 28, 30 day cycle. Most I'm just speaking generally. I don't want to offend anyone here. If you don't have a cycle, God, I'm trying to be politically correct in every which way. So when's your summer? When are you in summer versus winter? Like showing up day one of your period, you know, okay. For your very first time, probably not ideal. Start to work with your cycle. Know when you're in your summer. And then what happens if you push through? So we have a thing called willpower and determination. So if you push through and you do the live, so let's use the example of live, you have and you you do the thing and then you go, oh, wow, I, na- I made a new choice, which resulted in a new action, mm. which resulted in a new experience by pushing live, going live and going, oh, my God, this is my first live, <laughs> and then hanging up. And then you get a feeling, right? And you yeah. go, oh, wow, okay, I didn't die. <laughs> and, then guess what, and then guess what happens? It's the same system as before, but you've got a new experience. Yeah. So that, so that system now will go, Oh, we can do this. Yeah. And it'll fire again. And then you go live again and then it goes around the circle again and it goes, Oh, we feel great. And then you do another live and it'll go around again. And so I know this sucks, but I believe literally the only way to get past that is to do the thing because that system will keep on finding evidence. It will keep finding evidence. So the more time you go live, it will get the evidence that this is actually a good thing and we can do this. We do a 30-day live challenge and day one, people are shitting themselves. And yeah. by it only t- day six, walk in the park. Old hat. Old hat. Be They're just that. like, what is this even about? So, and I feel like sometimes that's not what people want to hear. They want to hear that there's some some kind of trick and yes you can do your affirmations and your visualizations and you can tell yourself how amazing you are and look in the mirror and yet for that to wire and fire together in your brain and your body the only way you can re like reprogram your mind is by actually having the experience because you've got to have a feeling right you can't just do it all in your freaking mind no you can't just do it all in your mind you've got to have an external experience and you go oh yay i did the yeah. thing feel the fear and do it anyway and yeah. get someone to do it alive with you and then you can both feel the fear and be there to support each other and so often like i don't know if, did it happen in the room when you were there we, we give people the option to go live and it's literally just like hey guys i'm in a challenge <laughs> I have and i had to go live and um, so yay i'm live holy shit okay bye like yeah i've seen that like why why does why do you have to have some big philosophical speech ready? Just literally go live and then you'll realize, oh, that was actually really great. It's just another way to communicate to your audience. So if you've got a website, you're communicating. Yeah. If you've got an email, you're communicating. It's just another way. And it's yeah. more authentic and more personal. And people will connect with you a lot easier. And sometimes those bigger accounts, you know, the the, the likes of Gary V, he really talks into that like, Oh, I tell you this thing. It was really good. Actually, a lady come up to him and goes, what are three words that you want to say to inspire people today? And he goes, you're gonna die. And she was like, what? And he was like, you're gonna die. Three words. And she was like, 
okay. And you could see that he, he, she, he, she was a bit confused. And he was like, do the fucking thing that you keep saying that you want to. And then he goes into a big rant yeah. because he's like, honestly, just do it. we're all going to die one day. Does it really matter what your friend's sisters thought yeah. about you online? I thought, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, and I guess don't live someone else's life. Just do what you want to do because that's actually what's going to make you happy. Whether you're yeah. sitting there thinking, oh, they're not going to like it, don't not do it because of somebody else. Yeah, whose life important. are you living, right? Yeah, exactly. I'd love for you to give us some really simple marketing tips for anyone in the online space and how they can just make it easy or simple. If they don't Easy know or much. simple. Yeah, if they don't know too much about marketing, what's a few key takeaways that they can – get started amo what AMO. does that mean katie amo <laughs> a is your audience yes knowing who you're talking to which is similar yes. to what we talked about before yeah amm is your uh, message yes so what is your message and then o is your offer now it sounds really simple and also yeah. getting these three correct is a bit of a it's a bit of a whirlwind and this is where it comes down to who are you really? What makes you, you, I really mm. believe in building a personal brand. So that's where I would start. If you're just starting out, I'd be like, especially as a service-based business, like do are your people, are they, do they have businesses as VA or are they representing themselves as a VA? Themselves. They're Themse- either, yeah. So yeah, I feel build, like scale it's or start. super important for people to have a personal brand behind who they are like yeah. people are like I it annoys me when I see logos as profile pictures sometimes when it's a human behind the brand like they want to see your face so if you're starting out and you're using social media I would definitely invest in some photography of yourself yeah. and if you can't pay for it then you know get dressed up one day do the best you can and Over get a friend cafe. take some photos yeah. and do some videos and stuff like that like I'm sure you've got someone who can do that and really want to, you really want to post photos of yourself. It sounds so weird, but like the more photos I post of me, like the better traction it gets. People just love to know about the person. And then, so then we talk about who are you doing? What's your skill set? Like what we talked about before, like, what are you good at? And then that's like, who is your audience? And then the messaging is then how are you articulating that? So inspiring, giving value online. So people are wanting to connect with you. And then I would definitely recommend some kind of sales training. Hmm. You've got a mindset and strategy for selling. Like it's actually so important and it's a lot of area, like it's a lot of things that I feel like when I first started out, I didn't think about the selling. I just wanted to make stuff look pretty. Right. And then I, and then I learned how to actually sell and it was like, Oh, you can actually navigate conversations. You can send DMS and you can ask particular questions that get people curious, bought in, and then you get them on a call. And I feel like it's really, really important. If I, if I was starting out again, I would be like, who am I? What's my personal brand? What are the key colors I'm showing up with? What's my hero offer, which we talked about before then I would be making every effort to show up online and connect with people in real life. So going yep. to networking, networking events, yep. Yep. networking events, meeting people, making connections, reaching out to people who have more than what I do. So reaching out to people mm-hmm. who have already made it in the yes. industry. And also I would spend so much time in DMs. Like my Instagram, you go look at my Instagram account now. Like it's not that fancy. I don't have a lot of followers. I'm posting kind of daily every second day engagement's okay i i reckon i spend 80 percent of my time in my dms yeah connecting with people i think it's really important and i love the the fact that you brought up sales because i do talk about this a lot because i was a sales director right and i thought i was great at sales however it was icky it was a very traditional way that i had been trained in sales and i'd done lots of sales training over over the years and in my journey in business and then more into the coaching space and then doing a lot of personal development, I've actually learned how to sell where it just gets to be easy. It gets to have a conversation and it's about really finding out who your ideal client is and not working with everyone. And that's where we bring it into the VA Way Academy. And I do get to coach some amazing VAs to really show them how it can just be easy and it doesn't have to be icky. And it's another reason why a lot of people don't get started in business because they're like, I can't sell myself. I don't know how to do that. It's icky. So it's about learning those tangible 
key strategies to make sure it's not icky, that it just gets to be easy and you just get to have human conversations. Yeah, so much of it. So much. And I, yeah, I get it as well. Like I was never great in the beginning as well, but you know, we got given a script and I followed the step by step. So I followed it as it was and it felt a bit clunky and a bit disjointed. And then as you do it, it's like, like the system that as you do it, you get better, you have the experience yeah. and then you can tie in your own flow. And yeah, it's at a point like it's getting to a point now where it's kind of like selling becomes, I have this thing and if it like it, yeah. it's right for you, I know that you'll, you'll join it. And then does that mean I'm never handling objections? Like, no, absolutely. I, I am yeah. because people sometimes aren't aware, like just to let someone off the phone and be like, Oh, think about it. It's like, well, what do you need to think about? Yeah. What else can I answer on the phone with you today to make sure that you've got everything that you need? Like, so I definitely, I'm not saying it's just like, let people get no. free. You definitely no. are handling objections. But like, yeah, the whole how to handle objections, what to say when yeah. someone says they want to think about it, what to, how do you work with people who have money objections? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole new realm. And yeah, in my marketing role, like we, I didn't learn sales. No, I've always even just been yeah. marketing, even with the hotels or even, and I think now, oh my gosh, I think now if I had the sales skills that I have now back in when I was doing the hotel work, mm. oh, imagine that. Yeah. Then, Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's about acknowledging as well when we jump into sales for the first time, an objection is not a no. Yeah. It's yeah. a conversation and it's about how to reframe it and acknowledge their mm. objection. And it really is just a part of negotiation as well. And I think a lot of people shy away from handling the objections thinking that it's a no. So really identifying yeah. it's just an, another conversation that you need to that. have. It's, yeah. it's more the fact that they just don't have enough information to make the decision, generally speaking. Yeah, they're not seeing the perceived value in it. That's right. Yeah. Now you're also a mum in business. How do you have? How do you navigate your world? Because you're a coach, you're a marketing director, your mum. How do you juggle it all? I just do. <laughs> <laughs> I, just make I, it work. I'm, I'm super strict with my schedule. Yeah, time blocking. I honestly, I honestly believe the freedom that people seek is actually in the discipline of using mm. a schedule using a scheduler. I love that. Yeah. Like I, I, those people who's like, Oh, it just feels so organized and planned. And I just want to, I just want to be able to do what I want. And I'm like, Oh, I don't really believe in that lifestyle. I just, every person who I know who's successful, they've, they're disciplined to their schedule. And so everything's in, in the, in the Google. So I just use a Google calendar and I do have the paid version. So, and you get in the paid version, you get the little, you can make them different colors and labels. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mine's yeah, all rainbows. So, yep. Yeah. So I've got like, so I've got all the different labels. Like this is my fan, I call it fan bam time. And it's all just scheduled out and it's all, you know, from here to here, I'm here. And so that's with AAWTC. They know that I'm not available on my phone in the morning. Like if the messages are going off because it's feeding time at the zoo and in the afternoon, it's feeding time at the zoo. For, so, you know, from kind of that 4.30 to 7.30 yeah. mark and then I'll come back online at 7.30. I have the freedom to like, yeah, I might pop out and do something during the day. I work most nights, uh, 7.30 once the kids are in mm-hmm. bed. And then that's my choice. I, I choose yeah. to do that. And it's it's a commitment to the schedule and doing what I said I want to do. It's a commitment to being productive in those moments. Also, I have a super supportive partner and I make sure that I always share this because I, I also never want to portray some false illusion that I'm mm. doing it all. I have Luke and he is m- m- majority of the time. So he does the school pickups, drop-offs, yep. and he is responsible for like feeding and doing the shopping and that yep. sort of stuff. So he he's really daddy daycare in that yep. in that sense. Okay. So like when it comes to 2.30, I'm not leaving to go and pick up the kids. He goes and picks up the kids. But then once the kids are home, I'll take a 20-minute break and then go inside and see Jess and we might, okay, what are the library books? What were the reading? What did you do today? And then I'll come back to my computer and then he looks after them. So I'm always really conscious to make sure that I mention that. Yeah. But he's he's starting to pick up a bit more work at the moment and it's right. just really, really open communication yeah and i schedule the fuck out of everything i'm like what days are you working when do i need to pick up the kids what day is this what day is that what is happening here what time will you be home do i need to cook dinner or will you cook dinner like there's no covert contracts 
So covert contracts are where you expect the person to do something without when you telling don't them. Communi- when you don't communicate. Yeah, and I feel like that's where a lot of potentially fuck-ups happen in relationships. It's like, oh, well, he should have done this. And it's yeah. like, did you ask him? Yeah. So I am so like, when, what, who, where, okay, lock it in. Ask for what you want. Yeah. For those that don't know anything about NLP, and I know that this is always the hardest question, but I would love for you to explain it to us and how it can support somebody in their business. It is such a huge question and it should be easy and it's not. (laughs) NLP is like the secret language of success Mm. as a simple way of putting it. There's plenty of places you can go and learn and study NLP. It's becoming a master of communication with self. So how do you talk to yourself and also others? And the reason NLP is so different, I guess, with EAWTC is because it's an integrated approach. Mm. So you come into the room to learn tools, techniques, principles, strategies to basically live a better life. And I know sometimes that can sound a bit fluffy. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, really? So if you're in business, it's going to teach you negotiation skills, how to build rapport, relationships, sales techniques. It's it's about using language in a way that's super craftful in order Mm. to get what you want. And then if you're looking for personal and spiritual development, then obviously it's just a, it's a new way of looking at your life because you you get to an age and you realize like wow all these things that I do is just because someone told me it was that yeah. way or I believe this or I had values or this was my family or this was my community or this was my church this was my upbringing and I actually am not I don't think I align to that anymore so we help people break down barriers if they're feeling stuck and then there's people who are in corporate looking for leadership skills and, and, and stuff like that. And also the biggest area is people who want to be a coach or mm. they already are a coach or they want to be a coach. And so when we talk about NLP, yeah, it's neuro-linguistic programming, which is like the language of the brain. Yet Liz's NLP is so much more integrated because, as you know, there are some actual experiences that happen across the seven days. There's spirituality. There's you learn all the NLP stuff, but it's like, all the other stuff that Mm. contributes to it so that when you do the learning, so let's say you learn a process, you learn a technique or a tool to help you break through one of your limiting beliefs of not, I'm not good Mm -hmm. enough. Like you can sit there and you can do, you can do it, but there's a level of integration that actually needs to happen in your body. And so that's what we really assist people with in the NLP that we, that we have. It's an integrative approach. Some NLP, trainers like you're still just going and learning classroom style Mm. like here's this do this here's this here's this and I think that's where Liz saw the gap she was like you can learn all of this and yet if you haven't actually experienced it for yourself then how could you then go out and live it or coach other people in it yeah and so she was like I need to give people a a bigger and a better experience and that's why we have so many people come through the training who go it was life changing changed my life Mm -hmm. yeah what does that actually mean oh words can't even describe (laughs) it and it's like but it's just NLP isn't it like and you know we always have people say no no it's NLP with Elizabeth Ann Walker yeah that's the difference how do you describe it I, yeah, again, you, you can't, you can't describe it. I just know that I, I guess understand things a lot better and understand that you can just get to create what you want to create. And that was the biggest thing for me was rather than thinking about all this stuff that you can do is actually you just get to choose and you get to decide. Yeah. In amongst any, every other limiting belief and, you know, things that I, you know, got to, got to break through and, just got to see that there is actually more to life and you do get to decide it is a choice. So, you know, rather than sitting in fear of what could be is actually just go and do it. And yeah. um, Yeah. And I guess uh, I'm trying to think of a practical example that makes it more chunked down, if that makes sense. And uh, the best example I can think of is you learn to not manipulate, you learn to really control your life if that makes yeah, sense. That's, yeah. And so in the past, it'd be like, oh, well, that's happened. There's nothing I can do about it, right? And a yeah. perfect example of this was my son's school. 
Mm. I didn't realize we weren't in the catchment for where I wanted him to go. And it was full and I was way too late and there was Mm. no way he was getting into that school. And I was like, watch me getting into the school. Like I create what I want. And I was like, like literally like you should my, I was like so much sass. I'm like, (laughs) watch me get into the school. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't taking no for it. He is going to that school. You know what I mean? Like anyway, like, what did I actually do? I just, I talked to the right person. I built rapport. Mm. I knew the right things to say. I got on the phone and I spoke to the right person. And this is where the language came, the, the rapport and language and all, everything that we learn in NLP. Within two weeks, he was in school. And so, Yay. do you know what I mean? It's like, it's stuff like that. Like, it's like, you know, things are go, things go wrong or, or like Luke was like, Oh, we can't get a refund for it. And I'm like, fucking watch me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, there's so, there's big life changing stuff, but it's like, it's the everyday things yeah. that I, that I love that you get to be like, wow. Like, it's almost like you're like floating on, on top of the world and you're just like, woo. Like, I'm just literally playing out my life here and I get to do exactly yep. what I want. So exciting. Well, I know that we could talk all day, literally. Before we do finish up, I always have some rapid fire questions that you haven't been prepped for. So the first thing that comes to your head. Go. Favorite social media platform? Instagram. Morning or night owl? I'm forced to be a morning because of my children, mm-hmm. but would probably prefer to be a night owl. Great. Windows or Mac? Mac. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? Beach vacation. Excellent. Now, if anyone is interested in connecting with you on Instagram, because that is where you sit, how can they find out about you? And if they're also interested in doing some NLP or just having a look at some self-development, where can they go to see that? Instagram would be the best place to find me. So that's KT Creative, KT dot creative. Or if you search Katie Hoken, that's a unique name, Katie Hoken, you'll probably, you'll find me. I've got the pink photo yeah send me a message my favorite thing ever is when people listen to us chatting or you know consume the podcast and then and then something lands for them so Mm. that way if you send me a dm of like i just heard your podcast with sasha and it really inspired me that's what i love so reach out to me on insta amazing as we come to the end of another exciting episode, I want to thank you so much, Katie, for jumping on and joining us to discover the world of entrepreneurship. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at Sasha Eburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.